What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Brooklyn Carter, and you have just tuned in to what I am calling Shit Talking with Brooklyn. And I hope you guys are so excited because I'm excited. It's been months, it's been days, it's been hours, it's been crazy preparation to prepare for this day, and it is finally freaking here. We're gonna talk some shit. We're gonna get some shit squared away. And guess what? You're gonna hear a lot of shit every day. This episode I'm calling Shit Talking with Brooklyn, first episode, pilot sode. And I'm just, I don't know what I'm saying right now because I'm completely excited and whatever. Let's get to it. All right, guys, so we are back. And I'm sure a lot of you are wondering what it is Shit Talk with Brooklyn is about. So pretty much, my name is Brooklyn, and I talk a lot of shit. All of my life, I've always been told, well, you talk a lot of shit, you always shit talking, you got some shit to say. So I said, you know what? That'll probably be a good idea for a show. Um, so, you know, everybody's doing the podcast and everything now. I just thought it would be a good idea to kind of discuss my point of view. So hopefully people listen. Hopefully they enjoy what they hear. They give feedback um, of how we can better this show, etc. Excuse me. Of course, as I go along, you know, I'm learning, I'm discovering, I'm trying to figure out what's next for me and the podcast and my life and how I'm going to survive being 30 in this ass backwards of a shithole country with the pasty orange man running the country. Um, but anyway, that's another topic for another day. Um, so pretty much with this show, we're just going to discuss, you know, our music influences, what we like to listen to, um, when we're happy, when we're sad, when we want to party, um, a segment I like to call Black News Daily. That's going to be our Black Excellence segment of the show where we're going to highlight those individuals of Black culture, African American culture, Haitian culture, Black Europeans, whatever the case is, if you're popping, if you're striving to pop, we're going to pop and give you some recognition. Um, as far as the shows go, you're not going to listen to me all the time. Um, my sister is going to be on the show with me. My cousin is going to be on the show with me. Um, I'm going to have some friends along the way to guest in and talk some shit with me, um, and kind of figure out where we can go from there and what we can do and how we can, you know, just figure out this world for real, for real. Um, so yeah, right now we're just going to take a brief moment to cut into some big Kurt energy because I'm feeling a lot of energy right now. And we'll be back soon.
Okay guys, so I'm back. You know how when you're sitting at home and you have this idea and you're like, man, I need to get this idea out of my head. I needed to get a pop in because you know, my creative juices is flowing, but I just have, I don't have the resources to exfoliate them. I don't think exfoliate is the word, expand is the word. I don't have the resources to expand the way I want to, so what are you going to do? And it's funny because you listen to all these podcasts and you always wonder, like, how did they get started? They just automatically have the equipment? Did they automatically get it popping? Like, what was it? Did they have half the equipment and half a prayer? Or did they know Dante down the corner that could give him the hookup? What the hell? What's the shits? What's the tea? So I listened to another a number of podcasts um, to help me do my research. Shout out to Sean King with the breakdown. Shout out to Christian Kill Fury at the read. Um, shout out to Yvonne and Lovey with Jesus and Jalof. I love them. Um, and it's actually Lovey on Jesus and Jalof that actually gave me the idea. She mentioned to one of her listeners in her listener letters that, and let me know if I should do listener letters. Maybe if I get along later on or whatever the case is. But she was talking to one of the listeners and she was saying that, the listener was saying that she wanted to get into podcasting, but she didn't have the equipment. And I was sitting back and I was like, dang, that's kind of my situation too. Like I have some of the equipment, but I don't have all the equipment. And it's like, how can I make this happen? Um, so I can just, you know, use my creativity, use my shit talking ass self and just touch somebody that can probably learn something from me and not do what I did. So she referred me to Anchor. Um, Anchor is an app that deals with podcasting. They help with um, segments and transitions and posting and getting approvals for certain shows and all of that stuff or whatever the case is, which I always thought would be a hassle. But using Anchor, I was able to touch those resources without having to physically touch those resources myself. But at the same time, I still had my, you know, my microphone, my mix board, my computer to do certain things, but it was, you know, publishing and things of that nature that was kind of a struggle for me. Um, but you know, once I looked into Anchor and I had all my stuff, then I was just able to be like, you know what, let's go ahead and get the shit popping. And now we have damn shit talking with Brooklyn. It's your girl, Brooklyn Carter, again, coming to you live from my front steps, and it's time for Black News Daily! So right now, we're going to highlight a young man by the name of Craig Brooks, a.k.a. at Craig No Friday, um, out of Texas. 
He's from Down Under, honey. And many of you may have seen him by now. He's completely gone completely viral for killing the whites with kindness. Now, honey is better than me because Lord knows if anybody fixed their mouth to say to me, F-U-N-I-G-G-E-R, <laughs> this shit will really hit the fan. Believe you me. So young Craig Brooks, he was an employee at work. Well, still is, not was, because according to him, and I quote, I still have my job. The young man uh, was taking a call on the phone, and I guess the whites got angry, or whatever the case was, and started cussing him out, um, dropped a couple F-bombs, and called him the N-word, and then came to the hotel thinking that she was really going to stay at the hotel. Craig is better than me because like the whites, I would have called the authorities and had that woman escorted out of the facility and she would have never had to worry about speaking to this N-I-G-G-E-R again. But that's just me. If you guys haven't heard what happened to Craig, let me just play a little clip for you real quick. Okay, so as you guys have heard, Craig nicely and politely told this woman that she will not be staying at his facility while he is there on the clock punching in his 8 to 10 to 12 hours to get his work done. So my issue with this is, so not only does the whites um, come into the establishment, she begins to cry as the whites do and starts to apologize about God knows what to her because obviously she did not see anything wrong with what she said. She was only concerned about staying with her daughter. She was only concerned about staying with her family. She was only concerned about what is going on in her life. Once the white woman's daughter came into question and asked Craig, well, what is the problem? He explained to her and then the daughter proceeded to say, well, my grandmother just died. My family is here. So my mom needs to be here. No one is acknowledging the fact that not only is Craig a black man in America, he's a black man in America in Texas and the whites apparently feel as if it is okay to go around 
dropping the N-word and thinking their privilege is going to allow them to come into establishment and stay there. And sis, baby girl, that is not how the world works. Just because you are of a certain color does not mean that you get certain privileges to do whatever it is that you may want to do whenever you want to do it, however you want to do it, because you feel as though you are above everyone else and you get these rights. If that's the case, baby girl, you would have been staying in the Holiday Inn with your daughter and the rest of your family instead of nicely being told, it's above me. The best Western is next door. Craig has officially given me my life. He has given me all the love, all the praise, and all the laughter that I am going into the rest of 2019 with a simple few words. It's above me. And I'm leaving it at that. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to get into anything with anyone because this young man has exhibited the perfect amount of patience when someone is egotistical, antagonistic, and narcissistic enough to come at you as this woman has. So for you, young Craig, thank you for killing the whites with kindness in Texas because we all know that if it was anywhere else in this country, <laughs> it would have went down. So you, young man, on this day, you get the Black News Daily. What's up, everybody? And welcome back. You're listening to your girl, Brooklyn Carter, Shit Talking with Brooklyn. And she has her bratty little sister <laughs> on the first podcast <laughs> trailer sewed episode. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, y'all. I guess I'm the bratty little sister, Jamila. Ah! What's good? Yes, she, you know, she just, she's uh, a new millennial. You know, you know, so she You're has not to, a millennial. <laughs> I guess I am, but I'm like an older millennial. You're like that new age millennial. So y'all are very in touch with your feelings and your emotions and the pronunciations <laughs> of your name. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Um, but we're here and I wanted to do my first show with my sister. You guys will hear from her every once in a while whenever she has time for me because you know she's very busy. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Girl, baby girl. Baby girl. <laughs> But anyway, so on this segment of the show, we're just going to randomly talk some shit about some random life situations that random people do every damn day. Um, so we're just going to get into some health, wealth, self-health, self-wealth topics, um, you know, how we take care of ourselves, things like that, what we can learn from one another, and yeah. I like. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So, sister, what to you 
is we'll start off with like good self health. Like what to you makes you feel good about yourself to where you're like, today's going to be an awesome day. I'm going to have some shit talking motivation for somebody and it's just going <laughs> to be like a great day. Um, I, okay. Okay. So you're aware that I just purchased my first vehicle. Facts. Woo-woo. Facts. You know, I mean, I did have, a, I did have a car before, but that was more so inherited. You know, mom just passed it down. Um, right, so I got, right, I got right. my first car, you know, you feel me <laughs> balling and stuff. But, um, for Girl. me, I have to start my day off with, you know, a little Jesus, the big JC, you feel Jesus, me? Jesus, for all Jesus. of you guys who um, are not religiously affluent. Right, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, like, I have to start my day off with what I call my praise and worship playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, only because, like, I feel like that gets me in the right mindset because I am very emotional, so... Very <laughs> I'm like hot and cold. There's really no in between. So no, she's more like hot and hot. <laughs> your words, not mine. Um, <laughs> so for me, like I have to start my day off with that. So you know, depending on how I felt the day before, it's kind of like the music that I play. So if I had a rough day where I felt like the devil was just moving. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he was winning, you know. I might play some "Won't He Do It." You feel me? Speaking um, of music, sorry to cut you off, but speaking of music, that is another segment that we're gonna get into um, when I talk to you guys as far as what musical influences that you have to get your day started. Um, when you're sad, when you're happy. So we're gonna segue into that a little bit later on. But go ahead, sister. Um, but yeah, I definitely listen to my praise and worship every morning when I'm in my car and I just be jamming to my Jesus because when I don't, it's weird. It's really weird. Like when I don't play my praise and worship playlist, I have Mm. a shitty day. Like my day is just full of shit. But when I do play it, I have a good day and the anointing is just all over. Mm. And the devil's workers just be repelling away from me, girl. See, that's funny because when I wake up in the morning, I don't know if it's just the schedule that I have. Like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm just, like, completely just like, okay, how am I going to figure out how to start my day? And I guess I really got to get into a routine of finding something that I can take some time out to just kind of meditate be in tune with myself, take some time out for myself and to kind of gather my thoughts. Like I do listen to um, Get On Up by Jodeci. Gotta get on up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Look at me. Well, see, that's what I said. You're like a new millennial. I'm an older millennial. I mean, so I know you really, <laughs> you, you know Casey and JoJo from Martin. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know Casey and JoJo from Jodeci. So there's a difference. There's a difference. But when I listen to that song, it like kind of puts me in a really good mood. And I'm just like, okay, that I can tackle on the day. But somewhere along my day, it does not 
for most days, it usually doesn't continue for me like positively because it's always something that I'm thinking about. It's always something that I'm worried about. It's always something that I have to do that I have to take care of that kind of takes me from my high all the way to a terrible low. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess that's something that I kind of got to start working on a little bit more to kind of keep my days consistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like on the weekends, I don't know what your routine is on the weekends, but for me on the weekends when I'm not working, that's usually my time where I kind of zen out. I have to kind of get into routine, like I said before, to kind of zen all, all every, every day of the week, not just on the weekends. Like I clean on the weekends. I light my candles. I get my air cup. I do going on. You should you know, get some my sage. Going on. I don't know where to get sage from. Oh, girl, I just got some sage. I can mail it to you. I don't see how where does sage come from? And just in <laughs> case you guys were wondering, we're not in the same place right now. Yes. Technology <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> um, where we're able to podcast in separate locations. My sister is up in the DMV area. Yes, she's a little bird from the DMV area now. And I am down <laughs> in the dirty south. Um, in North Carolina, so North Carolina, come on and raise up, take your shirt take off, take your shirt off, twist it around your head, head like a helicopter. No, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know where to get sage from. I live in North Carolina, so it's not like sage is popping on the corner. I'm Millie, some dog. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm um, sure. but what are what are like some Aside your early morning routine, your praise and worship on your way to work, what what are some of the things that you like do for yourself? Like with me, because I've been wearing braids all of my life, so my braids always gotta be popping. So I know mm-hmm. like when I get my hair done, when my braids are straight, like I'm feeling good, I'm liking the way my hair is looking, you know, I feel like at that moment I could take on the world and then maybe I'll go buy some candles or Buy mm-hmm. something stupid like a cutting board, like simple <laughs> things, you know, simple things that make me like, okay, well, I purchased something, I accomplished something today. You know, what else can I accomplish? Um, well, you know, like I'm starting to get into my whole energy thing. Um, vibes, my energy vibes, chakras, whatever people call them, I'm still learning. Um, so it's a big Kurt with the song Energy. <laughs> I am a huge believer in setting boundaries. I feel mm-hmm. like boundaries like coincide with someone's mental health, physical health, emotional health, even financial. Like, um, so for example, uh mm. at my former place of employment, um, I made it very clear what my boundaries were. I made it very mm-hmm. clear that once I leave the building at whatever time I leave the building, because it varies from time to time, do not Mm. call me, do not send me an email, do not send me a text message about anything pertaining to work, because I will not answer the phone, I will not respond back to your text message, and I will not respond back to that email till the next business day. And if it's Friday, (laughs) I'm not not responding back till Monday. And if it's a a break, (laughs) I'm not responding back till I get back to the building. Um, And I just believe in that because I don't want to bring my work energy into my home. Mm-hmm. So even when, in my home, 
Um, I have to fill people out. I have to get a good vibe. And if I feel like you yeah. had a bad vibe, I got to sage my apartment and open up the windows or something. Um, but yeah. I, I feel like boundaries are very important. Um, and people have to learn with being okay to set those boundaries. And also we right. have to be okay with saying the word no. That's been like and a that's struggle. A struggle for me. Like, right. One thing I can <laughs> tell you guys about my sister that she has no problem cutting people off. Like <laughs> she doesn't talk to me sometimes and it pisses me <laughs> off because I'm just like, I need to talk to somebody. I don't have anybody to talk to. And she's just completely MIA. <laughs> and for me, I don't know. I feel boundaries are probably hard for me because I'm so emotional. But I think it's because I'm very attached to those that are um, most important to me, the ones that I love the most. It's just like when I feel like there's something going on, you know, I want to talk to someone. And it's not very many people that I outlet with. So my sister, my mother, my one or two close friends, you know, if they're unavailable, then it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? I right. don't know what to do. And so I don't want y'all thinking I like, <laughs> I want y'all thinking I don't talk to my sister. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> again, I am, this is a character flaw. I will admit, hello, my name is Jamila and I am a people cutter. Um, oh God. Meaning, <laughs> I don't literally cut people, Wait guys. Wait a minute, what is happening? <laughs> Meaning That's like which blades out here. <laughs> meaning like I just need my energy to be right. Like if you do something to me and I'm not feeling it, or like I'm mm. just not feeling you, I have mm. no problem cutting you off. And it's bad mm. because oftentimes I don't explain to people why I'm cutting them off. I just cut them facts. off. Facts. Um Yeah, yeah. But also like <laughs> big facts. I've done it throughout my entire life. It's actually really bad. Um <laughs> But, like, when it comes to my family or my, my loved ones, my friends, it's not necessarily that I'm cutting them off. It's just that right now, my energy is low, and I need to recharge. So I can't help you or help you with your issue or even be a listening ear if I myself am not fully recharged. Like, I tell my friends all the time, I'm an introvert. So, Lies. and this is, this is, again, with energy. Like... If you guys want to go she's to the really club, she's really not an introvert, guys. She, she's I'm an introvert extrovert, meaning I'm com- if I know you, I'm very comfortable with showing you my true colors. But if I don't know you, then you won't know anything about me besides my first and, and maybe my last name. But if that's the case, then that could be everybody because I don't really know too many people that's like, hey, girl, let me tell you about my life from when I was no. born, my baby to now. <laughs> it's not more so telling you my life story, but it's more so allowing you to attach yourself to me like um I'm just big on that like so like when my friends want to go out and stuff this this sounds really bad I ask for at least a week to three days notice in advance why a week is much but if it's like a club I can dig if it's a club like I really have to prepare myself to go into that mindset because I it's not that I don't like being out I just I need time to get ready. Like, I need time Girl, to mentally prepare to go out. How old are you? You sound like an old woman. No, I'm being real. There's a lot of people out there like that. I'm 26. But when I go out, I need, like, don't get me wrong. I do go out. But once I go out, 
I can't go out day, like back to back to back. I can maybe do like oh, three days back to back. But then after the third day, I literally need a full week to recharge. Like, right. and that's, I don't know why I'm like that. I just am. But I feel like that's one way that I protect at least my health is by setting those boundaries. Like, hey, I don't really like your friend that much. So mm. <laughs> I'm going to not go to this event just so it's not awkward for you. Because if I see so-and-so, it's going to be a problem on site. It's funny that you say that because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it. And when I was younger, I can go out a lot. But like you said, it had to be with my clique. But now that I'm older, I don't know if it's a boundary that I've set or if I've just distanced myself from people. But it's like, I just, I'm not as social as I was before. I feel like that has a lot to do with a lot of the things that I personally have experienced and, you know, kind of am realizing how certain things operate in the world. So it kind of keeps me at a distance from, I guess, doing things more and experiencing certain social things more. Um, but with the fear of being disappointed, but I think that has to do a lot with, you know, our next segment that we're getting to is as far as the mental health of self health. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I get very disappointed in people very quickly. Um, and then once I'm just disappointed, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal. I don't want your energy. I don't want your space. I'm just. I'll just stay to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if my sister knows. I know mommy knows, but I've struggled with anxiety for a long time. Right. I remember one time when we were younger and we went to the movies and I can't remember what we was what we went to go see, but on that particular day, like I was in the movie theater and then I just started freaking out. And mommy was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. I can't breathe. And I was hyperventilating and everything. And she was like, just breathe slower. It'll be all right. Just breathe. You'll be fine. And then, you know, ever since that day, periodically, I've always had spurts of anxiety attacks and just, feeling like I can't do this right now like I gotta bail out like, have you ever experienced anxiety to the level where you're just like I'm, today's not gonna be a good functioning day like you're like you're a, I don't want to say afraid of your surroundings but you're just on your toes of your surroundings um that's a hard question. Um, I would probably say like yes and no. Um, there was a point in time like when I was in college, my anxiety level was always high. Um, but that more so dealt with performance. Um, and knowing who, like knowing who you were. And like now you gotta expand on performance. <laughs> performance can be taken a few different ways. Uh, <laughs> when I say performance, um, I went to an honors college 
for undergrad. So when I say shout out to UMBC, Baltimore yeah. County Woo-hoo. squad, go Big Dolls, Amazing. Golden Bay Lord. Retrievers. You know we beat Virginia they don't have and all a that. Football team. <laughs> it doesn't They're matter. They're okay. Honor school. They don't have a football team. It's okay. Ridiculous. But we beat Virginia though. That's all that matters. We in history, baby. Okay. Now yes, they they beat them a few years back. NCAA. First of all, it was not a few years back. G. It was literally last year. Okay. Don't play my squad <laughs> like that. It was literally like 365 days. Okay. Virginia Dang still fe- feeling that hurt. You feel me? Um, whole Shit time I was, on, I was on the track team, so it doesn't even matter. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I talk about performance, I'm talking about academically as well as athletically. I was on a track team while I was at UMBC. And mm-hmm. my academic career was a struggle for me because I went to a school with other smart people that were just as smart mm-hmm. as me. Um, so I could no longer, like, bullshit my way through school like I did in high school. Like, shit just came easy to me. This is the first time in my life, like, I actually had to try hard. And, like, when mm-hmm. I tried hard, I think I graduated with, like, a 2.8. <laughs> when I left high school, I graduated with a 3.9. Um, and then even, like, with um, my master's program, I have a master's in social work, I graduated with a 3.8. So UMBC was really hard for me because I actually had to work. Um, and even when I did work, my performance still wasn't good enough, at least in my eyes, because to me, a 2.8 is trash, but whatever. Um, well, that's interesting um, because there's a lot of kids that go through the same thing that you're talking about now where in school in high school they're top dog to say the least and it seems like life is just flowing for them naturally but once they transition into what we're now calling young adulthood then they take a step back and they're like this is overwhelming like Mm -hmm. how 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 am I gonna function how am I gonna go to class like I actually have to wake my own self up and go to class like yeah I have to be responsible for going to practice. What? What is this? Yeah, like even um, track. Like track was something that I love and I still love. Um, if you asked me back in high school what I thought I would be doing, I probably would have told you I would have been on a world championship team or running at the Olympics. Um, right. But then when I got to college, I had a series of injuries. It was like literally every semester I had an injury um Mm. and then also in my opinion let me let me put the disclaimer in my opinion (laughs) the in my opinion the coach that I was under not the head coach he was cool not the head coach but the specialties coach that I was under fuck him like (laughs) and that's just real shit like um, so for me, my anxiety was more so comparing myself to my class, like my classmates and my teammates, especially my teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the events that I did, I was a sprinter. So there was only three sprinters that came in, in my class that were female. So being right. compared to them, um, having coaches tell me like, you're bot, you're too big to be a sprinter. You have to lose weight. Like y'all, I am five, nine, <laughs> At the time when I was competing, I think she I might have 
teeny, teeny, I was tiny, thin. teeny. I think With I might have been. calf muscles. I know they're still. Ugh, I still they're still the same way. I kind of hate my calves. <laughs> the insecurity of mine. Um, I was five nine. I mean, I still am five nine. Five nine, and I think the most I might have weighed was one hundred and sixty pounds. I was still wearing like girl clothes. Like I could fit a size 16 in girls. Like that's how thin I was. But looking at my teammates that I came in with, these girls are like five, seven and they like a hundred pounds, 120. So me standing next to them, I look like a sumo wrestler. And then it, what made it worse was it wasn't even fat. It was all natural body muscle. I never lifted weights. This was just how my body was naturally. Like, if you look at sprinters now, most sprinters now are, are, slimmer, are slimmer girls. But you will come across certain sprinters um, that kind of looked like me. And that's how, like mommy says, that's how the old sprinters look. So you have coaches telling you that you have to lose weight. Just when the conversation is getting <laughs> good, you have technical difficulties. Guys, you're just going to get it real and raw. And that's some shit for your ass. But what was the last thing I was, oh, I was saying, like, um, I would be compared to my teammates, especially my teammates that came in. Like, I wasn't skinny. Mm -hmm. I think I was, like, I wasn't, I was, it, okay, I was not athlete skinny. There <laughs> Lies. She was absolutely kidding. When I tell people there's a difference between like athletic in shape and like everyday regular life in shape, there's a difference. So compared to my teammates, I did not fit the mold of what they wanted me to be as far let as physically. Us, let us just clarify something. Her teammates were a number of white girls and mixed girls. No, no, no. Eight. The two girls that came in when we were black. So, like, you know, I'm 5'9". The other one is, I think it's, like, 5'8". And the other is 5'7". So, you know, and even my teammates that were 5'9", they were still smaller than me. It's just my DNA. I can't help the way I am built. Um, so having a coach that just did, like, in my opinion, did not want me <clears throat> to succeed created a lot of anxiety for me. And something that yeah. I had, had once loved and something that was like my medicine or my therapy had now become the bane. Is that the word? The bane? The bane of your existence? Yeah, the bane of my existence. Like, when I say there was a point, it was like my junior year, I hated track and field. Like, mm -hmm. I, it was either my sophomore or my junior year. I can't remember but I would literally go to practice late on purpose. Like, I would show up to practice an hour late every day so mm -hmm. I can just be by myself because I hated my coach um, at the time. I hated some of my teammates. Um, mm -hmm. And I just did not want to be around track and field. Now, I will say, this is a blessing in disguise. Um, <laughs> my senior year, I got kicked off the team. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, you guys, I got kicked off the team. Um, do I want to, do I want to give the real tea as to why I got kicked off? I mean, listen, girl, it's some shit and we here to talk shit. It was some bullshit. It was some bullshit. So, all right, I'm, I'm not going to give the real Mi microwave version. Microwave I'm going to get the microwave version. Long story short, I became a member of 
a Greek lettered organization. The coach that I was training under, not the head coach, the other coach, mm-hmm. was in his grandma panties about the fact that <laughs> <laughs> that myself, along with two of my dope ass line sisters, shout out to y'all, decided to join this Greek letter organization. Long story short, that year they had made it a rule that we were not allowed to join any Greek affiliated organization. But I felt as though because I came in under different rules, that shit didn't apply to me. <laughs> so she, you still kind of operate today. A lot of shit doesn't apply to you. The shit don't apply to me. So I said, fuck it. Like I could have a last long, a lifelong bond. Memory. Memory mm-hmm. and bond with dope women or I can make myself miserable and be on a team where I'm always getting injured. My coach isn't utilizing me. He doesn't see the greatness in me. At this point, I no longer see the greatness in myself because I've just been beat down so much. So I was like, man, fuck that shit. (laughs) And (laughs) myself, along with two of my teammates, joined our organization. They found out when we crossed and one was already graduating, so it didn't really affect her. But me and my other line sister, there are seven of us, by the way, but three of us was on the track team. My other line sister and I, we definitely got kicked off. But guess what? A nigga kept her scholarship. Squad, squad, squad. So, yeah. Now, the most asinine part of that story is the fact that you are at an institution of higher learning. You are going through something with a number of other individuals on the track team and in your organization at the Institution of Higher Learning. And somewhere along those lines, this was accepted to kick you off the team because you wanted to do something, like you said, that will ultimately better yourself, have a lifelong bond, connections, Etc. 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 So mm-hmm. I can definitely understand how something like that can just put somebody, somebody kind of in a whirlwind. I'm gonna tell you, my situation was similar, but it wasn't similar. I think for me, I always knew the potential that I had um, and where I wanted to see myself, but. And again, it was that battle of anxiety that I've always had. When I got to college, I like was freaking out and was ready to bail. When I was playing basketball at school, you know, I was freaking out also and bailed. And then a couple of weeks back where I work, you know, some of my coworkers, they play basketball on Wednesdays after work. And they were like, come out and play with us but like you said it was something that you loved so much that you've been participating and playing in since you were little but then for me it was like that moment that I didn't have it anymore and the thought of me actually and mind you not collegiate not professionally not amateur just some shooting around shit it freaked me out and I couldn't do it like my whole body shut down my brain shut down and I I think I called you and was just like I can't do this mm-hmm. this I don't know what I'm what is going on 
but it's just the sound of that basketball and on the court and the smell of the gym. It just brought too many emotions and too many feelings and too much stress that I put on myself. And I was just like, I'm not going to be able to perform. And I'm just, but at the same time, I'm thinking, what are you performing for? You just getting a little cardio in. Like, why are you putting so much right. stress on yourself? <laughs> but I couldn't, I could not shake the feeling of, yo, I used to be out here, like, actually doing this. And now, yeah. you know, I'm older. I'm probably damn 30, 40 pounds bigger than what I was. And I'm just like, no, I can't. I'm, I'm going to kill myself if I go out here on this court. I'm just, it's, it's not going to happen for me. Yeah, it's hard, man. It, I mean, it's it's triggering. I mean, as when you're an athlete, you're you're just wired differently. Your brain is different. I, differently, yeah. So even now, like now, part of my not just my mental health, but as well as my physical, um, because I feel like if you like the way you look physically, then certain things will change for you mentally and emotionally. Facts. So now, Over. like, I'm back uh-huh. in the gym. Self care. Um, routine as far as like what you do around the house, maybe outside with your friends. Like, what are some of your personal feng shui routines? So, like now, like I'd be like, <laughs> I get on the treadmill. I'm like, damn, I'm only running at eight speed. Like <laughs> back in the day, I could hit ten and twelve. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like you know, now it's just like, well, you got to remember. You also like 60, 70 pounds heavier, and you ain't worked these fast twitch muscles in about four or five years. So you can't be be sprinting on a treadmill like you used to, or sprinting on a track and spiking up like you used to. So it's more so just taking it every last taking it (laughs) taking it one step at a time. I think that's also part of your health right. is knowing that you cannot go from zero to ten. You literally have to go zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. And sometimes you'll go one, two, three, four, three, two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and you know, but that's life, I guess. Like what do I know? I'm only twenty six. So man, you have a lot more life experience than a lot of people out here. Trust and believe. Trust me <laughs> when I tell you. Okay, so I know we've been tirating a little bit. I don't know if tirating is the right word. Ranting. Ranting. Mm-hmm. We've been ranting a little bit. Um, so to kind of piggyback on like everything that we said, what are some of you, what is your like personal? Um, well, I am a homebody. So like, okay. <laughs> This recently, like this week, I decided that I wanted, you know how like when you like, I don't have no clothes mm-hmm. to wear, mm-hmm. but you got a closet full of clothes to wear, but you don't have no Girl. clothes to wear. Yes, my closet. Now. So I'm like, all right, let me go through my closet, go through my drawers and just when I see it, if I like it, I'll keep it. If I don't, I'm throwing it away. Mm-hmm. Like there's no maybe pile. Right. I'm just throwing it away. Right. So that's what I recently did. I reorganized my closet, reorganized my drawers. I bought little like dividers for my drawers so they're a little bit more organized. I and thought you was gonna say you bought little vibrators for your drawers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
dividers oh, for my drawer my just so even like when I go out I don't have anxiety looking for my clothes right um because because I have gained weight I'm very self-conscious about the way I look at my clothes other people think I look fine but to me I look like Shambles. I don't know if y'all saw the if y'all saw the episode of catfish and the cousin that pranked um their cousin and was like, I did it because you said I look like a fat ass Kelly Price. Oh God, wait a minute. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like I look like a fat ass Kelly Price. Now, I know I'm over exaggerating because I don't. Well, like, I feel whatever. like Vienna sausage. Um, and if anybody knows the Vienna sausages, they're little teeny tiny sausages in the little can and they can't breathe. Right. So, like, that, like, organizing my clothes made me feel better. Um, I clean my apartment weekly, actually kind of like every other day I vacuum my apartment. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I feel like that gets out bad energy. Um, incense are huge in my apartment. My sister will tell you if you come in my apartment, it smells like stage and incense. It smells like everybody's house. It does. She's like <laughs> a shero of mine. Like I aspire to be like her in Cree summers when it comes to like their mental, like that that level of just like not not really not caring but just being content with who you are as a person mm-hmm. um i do that i have candles everywhere face okay again i'm a libra so libras are very vain people i have no problem saying that my physical appearance means a lot to me so i'm always looking at myself mm-hmm. um so like making sure my hair is decent, which is, like, kind of hard for me since I cut my hair recently. I had locks for about eight years down to my chest, and I literally cut my hair off. So, yeah. I'm rocking a, a baldy right now. You're not bald. Um, <laughs> my definition of a baldy. Um, so, making sure I look good, especially my skin. You know this melanin, this dark chocolate. chocolate. Chocolate! You want some of the chocolate? chocolate. You want some chocolate? I remember when they invented chocolate. I chocolate. ate it! Chocolate! What is he selling? You remember that episode? Chocolate! <laughs> you remember that episode of Spongebob? And the, the dude was like, Chocolate! <laughs> What? SpongeBob was sitting there like, you, my man's lost what? his mind. He's selling chocolate. <laughs> um, so you know, I have that chocolatey skin, baby. You feel me, chocolatey? Chocolate. Um, chocolates. So you know, my cleanser, my face toner, my mask. My sister would tell you I send her videos of me in a face mask with my lights off, my candle burning, and I literally have music playing in the background, and I am singing to myself. Her little heart which out. She's singing my heart out. Can't sing worth a damn, but my sister used to hate that. Fun fact, growing up, my mother always told me I would. she knows that I would never go crazy because she was I would always literally just... singing to herself. <laughs> I would always sing to myself. And they knew what mood I was in based off the song that I was singing. And all my sister would do is say, Jamila, can you please just shut, shut up? up. <laughs> like, 
Shut up. I can hear you and the door is closed. My door is closed. Shut up. <laughs> and she still tells me to shut up. But I have a song for everything, guys. Like, if you say one thing, I bet you I could come up with a song. Okay, so but let me know. No, since you put it out there, we're going to test your knowledge. So let me think of a song. No, Jasmine. Let me think of a song. Oh. Can you make it easy? Because, like... I'm malnutrition right now. Just finished working out and I didn't eat yet. Song, song, song. What is a good song? Tell me. That's your word. Tell me what you want. Okay, okay. Tell okay. me what you need. Tell Something. me what you need. Wait, I gotta give you one more. I gotta give you one more. I gotta give you one more. Oh, this one is going to be hard because the song just popped up into my head. Girl is your world. Girl, I can tell you, man, I ain't never need somebody to talk to. Girl, I can tell you, man, I ain't never told you that he's faithful and he loves you. Girl. That was the song that popped into my head. Okay, see. No, I gotta give you a hard one before we. I, wait, hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're moving on to this because pew pew. She's getting money Smoking everywhere. Guns. Pew pew. Hey, like she's on I it right. Get to the money. Hey, hey, hey everybody, hey, man. Everybody, hey. You know what? I'm not messing with you because I'm sitting here twerking in the damn chair talking about some everybody, man. I can't. Er. <laughs> okay, so segue back to what the hell we were talking about. You know how when people say, um, this is how I keep my back. mental health, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, fire. Fire and desire. <laughs> what did they say? Money don't make no money. If I ever go broke, I'm a well, they, that could take your they don't money. say that. But Me. They'd be like, um, you know, money don't make you happy. It's the people that Bullshit. you got around that make you happy, the people that you love that make you happy. Blah, 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 blah. That's all well and good, right? But <laughs> Niggas need to stop watching mahogany. Listen, like, listen, <laughs> y'all not Billy D. Like, stop. Let's be real. Let's be real here. Let's be very, let's be real. Very well, because I read a quote one time, and the quote says something along the lines of "the greater one's income um, lowers the likelihood of disease and premature death." And I believe wholeheartedly that that has a lot financial health and wealth segues straight into like your physical health and wealth also. Because, I mean, if you think about it, what I said earlier, when you're thinking about, okay, so I got to pay this, 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 and this, but I don't get paid until this, 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 and it's due on this date. What the hell am I going to do? I'm going to have to not pay this shit and with this shit and figure it out. And if you're mm-hmm. always worrying about that, then of course, like your physical and your mental is going to go crazy. If you know that you got to put food in the house, but you got three bills due on Wednesday, you go to McDonald's and buy a damn french fries and a burger just so you can sustain until Wednesday. 
You feel what I'm saying? Or a pack of ramen. Going a pack right, of ramen. going to the to the dollar store and getting damn the ten pack of ramen for two dollars, so you could sustain until Wednesday. So, fun fact. Oh God. <laughs> back in back in college, right? Uh-huh. This is the first time I was ever exposed to ramen because you know, mommy, she wasn't with processed food. Mm-hmm. But when you're in college, you broke, and we had. Everyone has flex dollars or like a meal plan. Listen, so like we used to love shout out to North Carolina Central, North Carolina. Shout out to the student union, baby. Fun fact, real quick: we used to take our flex dollars because you know we was on the basketball team, so we was already balling. So we had our meal plan, and then we had our flex dollars. We used to, me and the girls in our suite, would take our damn flex dollars. And go get cases of the damn juices, stock them up in yep. stock them up in our damn room. Especially during winter. Girl, what? <laughs> Especially get during winter. Snacks on flex dollars because by the time January rolls around, we're getting our new money of flex dollars. Listen, flex dollars. Listen. I wish real life had flex dollars. The government okay. figure out a way to be like, you know what? We're going to give y'all flex dollars every quarter. Yeah. There's four quarters. Every quarter, we're going to give y'all about $200 worth of flex dollars. <laughs> Let me tell you how. Fuck them Bitcoins. It's all about flex dollars. Listen. But we had like a, we had several school stores on campus. But oh, like. Fancy. We only had one. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So like when you go into the cash, when we go inside True Grit, that's the name of it. It's called True Grit. Mm. There was like a store. Ours was the so like my. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so come my come my junior year, you know, I was living in with student apartments. So I was trying to cut down some dollars. So I did a smaller meal plan. Worst mistake of my life. But I had I, fi- I figured I I calculated how many packs of ramen I could get uh-uh. on one meal. I could get about fourteen packs of ramen. Uh-uh. So I would get shrimp, oriental beef, and chicken, oh, yeah. and then just chef it up in my room. But because I was also working out all the time, granted, that probably saved my cholesterol and my <laughs> sodium intake and all that stuff. But to your point, when you don't have money, you eat based on your income. And most of that stuff isn't even real food anyway. This is true. So whoever says money can't buy you happiness, you're absolutely correct. It can't buy you happiness. Yeah, well, but it makes me damn happy. It makes your life it. less... Exactly. It makes your life less stressful. Let's be, I hate when I hear people say, oh, you should marry for love. Granted, you should. However, comma, you need to look at Shorty's credit report. You need to see who they owe, how much they owe, mm-hmm. are the bills paid? Because when you marry that person, you inherit their debt. And at the end of the day, I love you when the lights are on. Mm-hmm. I love you when the mortgage or the rent is paid. I love you when, I love you <laughs> when there's food in my fridge. I love you when I my love cell you. phone bill is paid. Okay, and when my car note is paid. Let's be real. Like, a lot of marriages and stuff like that break up because of finances. Yes. Okay? So people who says money and happiness and you have no one to share it with and all that Billy D mahogany stuff that y'all quote is lovely and dandy, but let's be real. Like, people be like, why you don't deal with certain guys? Okay? I, I don't deal with certain guys because I think about these things. There's, and I'm, let me, let me be real. I'll be real with y'all. There is a person, I, I can't stand a female who think 
you want they do. <laughs> and I be making certain things very clear. I tell guys that come across me that I work with at my part-time job, you can't afford my lifestyle. Listen, my sister and one guy said, <laughs> I'm not bougie. I'm real. And he was like, this guy said, finally, one guy said, what do you mean I can't afford you? Like, I can't afford you. I said, sir, I can barely afford the lifestyle I live. I'm a re- At the time, I had recently gotten my graduate degree. Mm-hmm. So, my master's. So, I was broke. I was broke, broke. Okay? Broke, broke. And I said, I said, let me, let me, let me be real with you. I can't afford my lifestyle. I'm struggling. And you work where I work. Right. So, you're struggling. Right. Like, we can't both struggle together. Right. It's not. I'm not gonna be happy. Right. And like, I have to. I have to let certain females know that I come across. Like my good, good sis Jordan Wood says, I don't need your situation. Mm-hmm. In the sense, what do I? Okay, this. I think about stuff long term. Let's say I'm dealing with a dude. I'm dealing with this girl's dude, which I would never do. And God forbid he gets me pregnant. Why would I want to deal with your dude when he ain't got no insurance? So, the child comes. The child ain't got no insurance. Mm-hmm. You living at home with your mama. Mm-hmm. You don't have a car. And you're working part-time for, what, twelve fifty an hour? And you expect me to be happy? This is all facts. The only thing you could give me is hard dick. And I'm probably not even going to want that because I'm going to be mad because we ain't got no money. <laughs> 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 Yo, y'all got to think about these things. Financial health is so important because it affects your mental and it affects your physical. And people want to act like, oh, they're above, they're above the materialism. And, and, the, and I okay. hate that because we're all, each one of us is materialistic, materialistic. in some way, exactly. shape, or form. And I, it's something that I tell people all the time, male and female. Um, people do not go to someone that they just meet and they be like, damn, you got a good mind. Because off the gate, <laughs> you're not talking to that person. You see somebody walking down the street, you're like, well, goddamn, <laughs> what you talking about? What you look like? You're right. going off of how they look. And then you get into, okay, well, th- they know their ABCs. They got a little bit of sense. You feel me? Then you get into that stuff and you figure out who that person is. You, the way they dress, right. you see a person, it's, it's just like animals, like dogs. How they spend their money, too. They, but it, Don't get me wrong. As somebody that's dressed in labels from head to toe, I know you're not financially responsible. Yes or no? Yes or no? Because somebody can be dressed in the finest of labels, but it be a regular jeans and t-shirt, and they going to work every day up in the office up on the 17th floor. So, I... I that's where me and my sister differ because I'm not going to say just because you got on Bersese and Balencio that you just and it's Versace and Balenciaga as just so you guys know I'm not <laughs> illiterate um just because with the champagne with the champagne girl why your cousins always talk about let me get some of that champagne what <laughs> but anyway just because they have the labels on does not necessarily mean that they're out here just living their best life and they're going home to a one-bedroom apartment with 17 people living in it. So I can't say that, but that comes again into 
um, you growing and knowing and meeting someone. Um, but me, like, I wouldn't say I'm an equal opportunist dater because I'm not. You have to give me some <laughs> kind of conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm not particular about if you're from the hood, if you're from the country and all of that stuff. But you got to give me some kind of conversation that makes me know, okay, well, you're not from, you're not who you are from, if that makes sense. Meaning, like, just because yeah. you're from the hood does not mean you participate in quote-unquote hood stereotypes. Like, you're actually doing something with yourself, trying to move forward, trying to better yourself. You went to school. You got a job. Shit. Even if you started up your own business, you was a high school, started up your own business, and you're doing well for yourself. I'm not going to knock your hustle because guess what? You're not sitting on the corner with Dante. You're doing something better for yourself. So Jimmy sits on the corner, too. Who sits on the corner? Jimmy. Not just Dante. Jimmy does sit on the corner now. Speaking of not not so, not so even Carrito does too. Wait, not even Jimmy. Damn Tyler. Okay, I saw Tyler, Tyler yesterday <laughs> on the corner. I was driving. Tyler had a mushroom cut that is his quote unquote fade that his Mad Max fade that the young boys are wearing, but it was a mushroom cut. Ooh. Girl, Google it. And he had tattoos everywhere, <laughs> right? Sitting on the corner with his pants down. And I'm like, who is this boy? And then here come Dante and Tyrone dapping up Tyler, talking about what's good. What's good with what? I can't handle it. What was he talking about? Financial Financial health, health and wealth. Yes. So, people, you have got to stop saying... I'm going to be good if I got love. Your name is not Denise Huxtable, okay? You're not <laughs> Denise Huxtable. Even Denise had to come to reality and grips with terms that she needed money. She needed to finish her education. So people, <laughs> please understand that all of these things, when it comes to yourself, your physical health, your financial health and wealth, all of these things coincide with one another to mold you into the person that you essentially want to become. Snaps fingers. She gets on my nerves. <laughs> so before we get out of here um, with my very lovely sister that has blessed us <laughs> with her presence and her obnoxiously loud laugh that you can hear since 92. That you can hear all the way in damn California. <laughs> what? It makes people so angry. I love it. <laughs> it's not that it makes people angry. It just it gives them a brief moment of heart attack. <laughs> it's like you hear the song and you I'm the song. You hear the laugh and you're just like, wait, what happened? What is going on? But anyway, before we get out of here. Um, I want to try and close our my show every time with like the song of the day, um, the feel good song of the day or whatever the case may be. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, we grew up in the era of hip hop. I love music. I love R&B. I love country music. Whatever my heart feels like listening to at the moment, I'm going to listen to it. Except for heavy metal probably not ever gonna listen to that but you never know so so like is this your song for you 
does your guest get to pick a song like um for her mood oh yeah 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 Why? yeah um so i was gonna give my my song that i was feeling um over the last couple of days it's just a song that's been in my spirit and then you know kind of give a little brief whatevs and then you can pick a song that kind of describes I don't know your mood for the day your mood for <laughs> yesterday however you're feeling you know so since you're my guest what's your song mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right all right all right so my song Jesus. for today Jesus. or actually for my week my mood because you know people always trying to try a real one are, are you from JK. DC right now I'm not sure. Nah, I'm nah. Not sure I'm from Houston, Texas. Is. I'm from Houston, Texas right now. Wait, before, my girl. On, before you tell me where you're from, did you hear about um Craig in Texas? Who? Okay, before you give me your song, what I need you to do is Google Craig. Um, Craig, not no Friday is his uh social media and see what he did to the whites, girl. But who is who is just Craig? His his imagine his tag his his username is Craig No Friday. Are you talking about the guy who was like? It's above me now. <laughs> it's above me. It's above me now. That's my right. complete mood for the rest of 2019. <laughs> it's above me now. And this is why this is my song for the week is because of that good saint. Okay, that came up with a great quote. I'm sorry, ma'am, but it's above me now. It's above me now. Okay? The calm. The calmness in his voice just said it all. This is this is something that we should take with us throughout life. Absolutely. Okay? It's it's above me now, meaning I have released it to the higher being, and I am no longer in control. Amen. 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 So and my... you got to give us a little snippet. You got to rap it or sing it, but don't be loud. We don't want to hear that loud, man. Okay, so <laughs> can you hear? No, I can't. Hear. No, okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the word. Okay. So my song yes. I'm picking is from my girl Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, God. Okay. Oh God. All her new mixtape going cop it on iTunes and all. Oh God. Uh, music platforms all fever. Oh God. Okay, and I'm going with with the track W A B standing for. Weak ass bitch. Okay. 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 (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. So the song goes, Mm -hmm. the chorus goes, you a weak ass, weak ass, weak ass bitch. Okay. On that weak ass, weak ass, weak ass shit. Wait now. Okay. Give okay. Oh wow. Listen to the rest of the song. That's how I'm feeling this week because Niggas was on some weak ass shit over some forks this week. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh Lord. Guys. That's how I feel. My sister, guys. This is her weak song ass bitch. That she Make was the talking about. Give y'all a little snippet. I guess, girl. Wow. So my And it had the worst shit in it, so it goes with goes with the whole flow, you know? Yes, shit talk with Brooklyn gang gang. Um, so my song because you know, like I've mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm just out here trying to live my best life, be creative, be artistic, and you know, focus on me essentially 
bettering me, being the best me that I can be. And my song is dedicated to Aramez, R.I.P., a.k.a. Nipsey Hussle. And the song that I have chosen is Grinding All My Life. Because Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, girl. Because I feel like, you know, as individuals, as people, we got to learn every day. And we're not living unless we're learning. And I feel like what Nipsey was trying to do, what he was trying to show a lot of people, whether we listen to him pre-death, whether we listen to him after death, his message is still the same, that he just wanted his people to be better at whatever it is that they wanted to do. And the lyrics goes according to, all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrificed, hustled, paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why I'm grinding all of my life. And if you can't live by those words, guys, then essentially, what are you doing with yourself? What are you doing with yourself? So, sister, on that note, Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you want to say to the peeps? Just be great. Be great, guys. Be great. And I want y'all to remember, if it's not shit you talking, get the hell out the bathroom. Bye. (laughs) Bye.